Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsborg Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. It has been a while since we've had a show. We had one right before the Christmas break and then ever since then it has been us making the trip up to Kansas City on a Saturday. It's been weather, but the weather was not holding off today's show as we are back in 2020 for our High School Coaches Show. I'm Jim Joyner and Joining me as always, early here on a Saturday morning, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, it was a very quick night for basketball for everybody in the area because there was only one area game. We made the trip down to El Dorado, but for the most part, very easy night for the area high school basketball teams because they sat at home. That's right, except for uh, Heston. Heston uh, had Halstead. They split. Heston boys getting the win. They're still undefeated. They'll be the top seed at Hillsboro starting on Tuesday. The Heston girls lost to Halstead. Halstead's got a girl, 6'2 post player, I think her name is Gerber, had 27 points. She's just been unstoppable. Really good player. Um, so the, the Swathers lost that game. They're the number five seed over at Hillsboro, even though they're 6-3. and three. That tells you the strength of that field. There's a lot of teams with that are either undefeated or with one loss over there. So be a real good tournament for the Swathers. Well, we're getting closer and closer to tournament season getting underway. Last night, the McPherson teams were on the road at El Dorado. The girls won 52-22, and the boys ended up winning last night as well on the road. Almost with a running clock, they got up by 29 and won 67-43. And we're now joined to start this morning's Coaches Show by McPherson girls coach Chris Strathman after his team's 30-point win. And I, I like the comment that you made last night after the game as you said, well, it shows you how good we've got things going right now. When you give up only 22 points, you win with a running clock on the road on a weird day, and there's still some grumbles and a little frustration with not yeah. playing your best, and that it was just a really strange day, really strange night. Everything seemed to be a little bit weird yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely off a little bit, but... Uh... You know those those things happen obviously, and and throw you out of your routine. There's always, you know, little things that that can feel wrong. But um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can point to. I did think that our girls, you know, looking back and and just thinking back to how the game played out, I thought our girls played with good effort. I thought they played with, um, you know, got after pretty well. Uh, you just just can't can't make baskets every night, and that's kind of what happened. And for the McPherson girls, 6 of 36 in the first half. El Dorado, I think, only had like 12 shots. So you were getting great shots. Yeah. Any other night, you know, uh, you probably would have scored 50 in the first half because your ball movement was really good. You went inside out. Uh, it's just one of those nights the shots wouldn't fall. And uh, you turned – it looked like the message at halftime was, well, we're not shooting it well from three. I think they were. you were 2 of 17 in the first half. And – you can see right off the bat, let's kind of attack the inside a little bit, and that's what you did, and Cassie Cooks got going. I think she finished with 14 points and uh, did a real nice job. Uh, yeah, you know, she uh, definitely was fighting for good positioning. You know, they mainly played 
mainly played their one three one and it did a nice job with it. Uh, but Cass was able to get some good good seals and good position inside and um, didn't finish quite as well as she normally does. But uh, that was that was true for all of us. So it's you know it's not not just on her or on, on anybody in particular. But um, it was definitely a night that uh, you know we had to get some different things going, trying to get to the basket. Uh, off the dribble or different things like that and create some offense. Well, we've reached the essential halfway point of your season where you still have one more regular season AVCTL Division Three game with Circle before you will play in the Mid-America Classic here in two weeks. But you've pretty much hit the halfway mark. And as we go back and look through some of this, the big games on your schedule, obviously a huge win on the road at Andover Central, who has turned into one of the best teams in 5A West this year. That is their only loss of the year. You beat a Derby team that has been very good with, with the exception of that loss. You beat a Kansas City Piper team that, well, lost to you and St. Thomas Aquinas in back-to-back nights. But you have picked up some really big road wins here in the first half of this season. And then you have a chance here in the Mid-America Classic, depending on how the bracket falls and depending on where you end up, to pick up a few more big wins because the field is looking very good for the Classic, but it feels like your team has been battle-tested, and uh, with all the adversity you've gone through and injuries, it feels like this team has gone through a war here in just the first nine games. Well, it really does, and don't I mean, don't forget we still got to go to Circle next Friday right? Uh, before our tournament, so that's going to be another really tough road game. So yeah, I think going into the midseason portion of our schedule, uh, we are as battle tested as any team that I've I've had um, the opportunity to coach because you know the, most of our well all of our most our most difficult games have been on the road uh, and obviously Circle will be and then in our tournament it's it's going to be tough. There's you know Shawnee Mission Northwest is still undefeated. There's kind of a cluster of teams that I think about be about the three through six as far as records are concerned, but. Um, so it'd be kind of hard to say what's gonna, exactly going to happen there. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a good challenge next Friday. And then, of course, the three games in three days the following week. So it's always a great and fun time of year, and we're looking forward to it. And one thing, uh, the people that haven't followed your team, the adversity that you've had to overcome, uh, you know, you're missing, you've missed three starters at one point. You get Lake and Freak back. You're getting close to giving Emma Ruddle back. She could be back in a week or so. Emma Mom's still out, but she'll be back. Have you allowed yourself to kind of look ahead and say, this is what, you know, we, we know Andrea Sweat won't be back, but this is the team, you know, we're a little closer to what I thought we were going to put on the floor. Well, yeah, you, you kind of envision some things that, that we could do and, and uh, you know, rotations and things like that when we get those two kids back. And, you know, first of all, hopefully everybody else stays healthy, number one. And then we kind of blend those kids back as, as best we can. And um, we should be gelling and, and having great chemistry and stuff. Uh, you know, by mid-February, hopefully everybody's healthy. And uh, roll from there. So you we'll want to be playing happens. your best basketball at the end of February. Exactly. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal every year. And uh, it's no different this year. Well, the Bullpup girls are off to a 9-0 start and a 52-22 win. Last night on the road at El Dorado, they will play next Friday night against Circle in a girls-only game, and then the boys will make it up on the 28th of January. Coach Strathman, I think you've got to make your trip down to Wichita today. I'm sure you'll spend even more time at a basketball court. I don't think it really ever stops. <laughs> yeah, we will. It's you know, We're going to be spending the day in the noisy Wichita Sports Forum. That place is a... It's an echo chamber. No, so. no screaming or anything, <laughs> oh, for sure. It's, it's crazy, but it'll be fun. 
Looking forward to watching my boy. There you go. Well, the Bullpup girls, like I mentioned, 9-0, and and we'll find out their Mid-America Classic seeding next week. That's right. And they won't be playing earlier in the week, so they will go 9-0 and into the Classic seeding. And Coach Strathman has mentioned a couple times that Shawnee Mission Northwest has the potential to get to 10-0. and So, of course, they would have to win all of those games, but they do have the chance to pick up one more win and potentially be the number one seed. But, boy, those Bullpup girls are rolling right now, and like you mentioned, whenever they get everything back, and you mentioned the two Emmas, it's already a pretty quick team and a pretty fast team, but when you throw the two Emmas into the mix, they could be yeah. very fast. Yeah, and Emma Ruddles, you can just tell she's chomping at the bit to get on the floor. We talked to her before the game. She's ready to go, and Coach Kinneman now has made his way in after his boys were a 67-43 winner over El Dorado last night. Real nice balance, I thought. For the Bullpup boys, uh, got contributions up and down the lineup last night. A uh, little bit of a slow start defensively in the first quarter, but great defense in the second half. Yeah, and, and as you look through the, the box scoring, and I think we talked about it last night a little bit, you score 40 points in the first half when you look through who scored. I think Seth Madrin had 8 or 10. I think Cody Steffelbean had 8 or so. I think Hay Schmidt had 5 of the half. Eli Pyle had 5. You go up and down and you go, man, this is a lot of points. This is a great offensive first half. But El Dorado was just hanging around. Zach Wittenberg scores 16 points and knocks down four threes in the first half. And you look up and went... I think we did about everything we could offensively and didn't get the big lead that you probably thought, but I thought your defense did a really nice job in that second half of putting El Dorado away. They only scored three points in the third quarter, and that was the big quarter where you pulled away. That was a big change for us, and, and you know the half would have been even closer. I think Adam hit a shot maybe uh, at the buzzer, and, and uh, Sam, I think, made a good play right Near the two end. free throws, got yeah. fouled at the buzzer. Got fouled at the buzzer. Scored both, at the end of both quarters, you scored with no time on the clock. Yeah, um, so that makes a big difference in, in just your overall outlook. But um, I think probably for my first, first time ever in my coaching career, uh, some of them came and, and wanted to run our, our zone trap defense. They thought that would get us going against El Dorado a little bit. And uh, – we tried that a little bit, and um, I had to tell them that the democracy was over and it was back to a dictatorship. <laughs> we were going to do what I wanted to do, and we were going to go guard them, and, and uh, they did a really good job of that. <laughs> well, it was a, a really big win earlier in the week for you as well with a 67-51 win over Augusta, and Augusta, a team that is threatening and is right there in that hunt in Class 4A, You've got Bishop Miege, Parsons, and Piper on the east half of the state. And then on the west half of the state, Augusta, I think, is that next team that's right there with them. And it was a game that was close going into the fourth quarter. Your team pulled away. So two really nice wins for your team this week, but especially Tuesday night. I thought that win gave your team a lot of confidence. I, I think you're right, Jim. And, and um, we played pretty well uh, on Tuesday night uh, from, from all aspects of the game, really, you know, to hold them to – to 51 points, and I thought we did a really good job on Davidson. Did a really good job on on uh, Jackson. Jackson, the guard, um, and and those two are kind of the key to how they play. And and thought we did a really nice job on them overall. And and uh, you know, it's like I told you, this I think this is a team that uh, we have that will just continue to get better. And, and I'm seeing that um, every day, every practice. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily see it in every game because last night for a half we were pretty good. Um, but um, we're going to have to be that good 
uh, coming up this next week. I really liked the, your interior passing among your big guys, whether it was Cooper, Cody, Sam, whoever mm-hmm. was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it's kind of like you're running a little high-low action and uh, really got some good looks last night. One reason you shot a high percentage. We did, and, and uh, you know, if, if you have good shooters on the perimeter, that zone has to spread out, and then – uh, if your bigs are able to pass either high to low, low to high, you know, low to somebody cutting, um, you're ver- you're pretty effective. And and Cody and Coop and and Sam, all those guys do a really really good job of finding each other. Sometimes Cody actually uh, is a little too unselfish and and uh, passes up opportunities that I think he has to drive it. But it's uh, a very good passer. Uh, you always like to see those because those are kind of pretty plays to me. Uh, in basketball, you know, pretty play to me is a is a give and go and get it right back and score or uh, something of that nature. And uh, we work a lot. We'll play uh, two against three, uh, giving us a zone look. And so those are things that those guys worked on, and and uh, it's nice to see them get get practice into a game. Well, we've talked about getting better, man. Do you have an opportunity to get better this week? You bring in Blue Valley, the Tigers, who played Rockhurst last night on the. On, on the Missouri side, and they lost 63-56. So Blue Valley will come in with a record of 5-4, and four, but you look at the losses that they have, losing to Blue Valley West by 8, losing to Lawrence, who I think has been very good on the boys' side this year, losing to them by 1. This team has some good wins, and of course, when you come from the EKL, it means you've got to be a pretty good basketball team to be 5-4, and four, but not just this Blue Valley team. Any other team that you could see next week is going to be a very good basketball team here at the Invitational. It it is, you know, other than the, the the two winless teams, I think probably that that kind of that's kind of where they're at. But uh, the undefeated team, and then and then Derby, uh, that they're as good as as any team in the state. And <clears throat> I think at times when when we play and we're at our best, we're right there with those teams. Um, but as you say, you know, that first game is so important. And uh, we'll have to – we have a lot of film on Blue Valley. They have a, a good 6'7 player. They have a 6'10 player, actually, who uh, does not see the floor a lot. They shoot a lot of threes. Uh, they look to be very disciplined in what they do. And uh, we will have to play our best on Thursday night. And as I said, you know, uh, last night in, in the post game, it, it's so important. Uh, every game is important. But this first game just – uh, from a momentum standpoint of the whole overall tournament. So, um, you know, we, a lot of times those are games you have to make your own energy. Isn't and, it crazy that all those Kansas City schools all have a 6'8", 6'9", post, it feels like? <laughs> we, need, we need a few more of those here. I I don't know that we've ever – I can't remember having anybody who's been 6'8". Um, ben was pretty close. Yeah, I, I guess Ben, but I don't, you know, you don't think of Ben Ben's as, as an interior player. player. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's probably the tallest that we've had uh, in 25 years. So, you know, it'd be nice to try to see what you could do with somebody who's 6'9", uh, just, just kind of see what that'd look like. But uh, I like our 6'5s right now pretty well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I really do. Well, it was a nice win for the Bullpup Boys, 67-43 last night, 67-51 earlier in the week over Augusta. They're 6-3, and three, and then we'll get ready for the Invitational starting on Thursday. Coach Kinneman, did you enjoy your breakfast? That was a spread. That's that's what I'm talking about, Jim, right there. <laughs> you know, I put my bacon in at, into the microwave, crisp it up a little more. 
Uh, now, if I didn't have film to watch, I'd go take a nap. Well, I think Steve will be right there I behind will be you. taking a nap. That's All right, for sure. we will take a, our first break on our high school coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Just heard from both McPherson High coaches after a couple of wins last night on the road at El Dorado. And we only have one Heston High coach in studio today. Coach Richardson, is he called in sick at about 4.45 this morning. He said, I don't have any voice and you wouldn't even be able to hear me on the radio. So we have boys coach Greg Raleigh and I guess you could give us the girls report very quick. They were able to they did not win last night, lost 48-37, but your guys have been on quite the roll here to start. You're 9-0, picked up a 53-24 win over Halstead, a team that two years ago was a state champion and still had a lot of very good players last year, but it's a great start to your team for, to the year for your team here at 9-0. Yeah, I mean, we certainly can't be disappointed by that. Uh, the nice thing is I, I really think we have a lot of room for growth if we can uh, – get some things together. We've been playing really hard, but uh, we've struggled at times offensively. So hopefully we can put that together. But your defense has been there. I mean, you hold Halstead to 24, obviously a great effort. One thing I've noticed about your team, you know, I get your box scores. You play a lot of guys, and a lot of guys contribute. I think you had 10 guys score last night, uh, Case and Richardson with 23, and then it was all kind of nickels and dimes in there, but those nickels and dimes add up to big dollars. So uh, you're getting a lot of contributions from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, well, I always felt last year maybe we tried to play too many, but I think our roles are a little better defined this year. But we've still gone at least nine deep and ten deep. Uh, I don't know. We play hard, and, and uh, we've got kids that can play. So we, we do uh, rotate them, but uh, hopefully I'm doing a better job of, of – uh, keeping things consistent and not uh, – it's not good to have kids, you know, we get to this time of year wondering, you know, do I have a role or don't I? And we need to start defining those and making sure that uh, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Well, the midseason tournaments, it's kind of your midterm grade card. <laughs> so, obviously, a lot of A's and B's across the board. But what are you looking for at Hillsboro this week? You're the number one seed. Who are the teams that look like the most – well, top challengers. I, 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 all throughout 3A, it, there's a lot of teams with good records, and I think there's a lot of good teams. Uh, we'll get to see Riley County again. Maybe I, they're on the other side of the bracket, so hopefully we make it far enough to see them. Holcomb's good again. Uh, they both, I think, have one loss. Uh, Eureka's really good, and they have one loss. Uh, they have a really good junior class. Um, I'm missing people now, but I, I think there's six teams in there that – Republic County, another one in there. Yeah, and Hillsboro. Um, I think they've got two losses. So I mean, it's uh, it's kind of the same way as our substate. I mean, we again, in our substate is there's the top six teams. Nobody has more than two losses. I don't think so. Um, it's uh, it's interesting and competitive. So hopefully we're hopefully we're ready. We go to Hoisington tonight, so that's the one that we really need to be ready for. They've got the Nicholson kid back playing finally. And, and they've always got they're athletes. Really, they're very solid, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I got the scouting report from Coach Trimble the other night when we were watching the Bulldogs, and I said, well, how are your former guys looking? And he said, well, the thing that's been so impressive about the Heston boys so far is that you don't have that many seniors that are playing in this lineup. And he said, you know, you look at all those younger guys that are giving you big minutes, and I think that maybe that's been the treat for your team so far this year is that it's been a lot of younger guys giving you a nice production. Yeah, um, I mean, in our top ten, we are, you know, we have one senior, 
and then we're playing four sophomores and a and a freshman. So um, freshman was sick last night. So um, we still played somebody else, but uh, you know, I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. I I, I have a hard time looking at them grade wise and things, and you never know what changes and what goes on. So um, by now they ought to be veterans. So a lot of them played as freshmen. So we're you know. Keep rolling and see what happens. Well, good luck tonight. Big matchup with Hoisington. Like I said, they always have good athletes. They always have a lot of speed. I don't know how much size they have, but they're uh, always a quality basketball team. Yeah, it's always a battle. They put it to us last year, so hopefully we're hopefully we're ready. The weird Saturday night league game. <laughs> always, always weird. Whenever I'm glad that to get happens. it in. I'm glad we played last night because I don't want to get backed up and you know and not be able to make up some of these games. So. Well, Coach Riley, thanks again this morning. I'm sure you've got some more basketball courts oh, to yeah. go to as well. Yeah. C-team tournament now. There you there go. You go. <laughs> All right, thanks. Well, as we continue to move here on our 56 Family Restaurant, our high school coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Very nice breakfast this morning from the 56 Family Restaurant. And good to get these coaches back in here, Steve. It felt like it's been a long time since we have had a coaches show. It just kept getting pushed off and pushed back. And yeah, then we, we haven't seen Vicky for a long time. <laughs> yeah, Coach Vicky Kessler here for the Mountain Ridge Girls. And the rest of the theme for the rest of this show will be teams that did not play last <laughs> night because the two but teams But they're getting ready for tournament night. plays. Yeah, that's yes. the big thing. So Coach Kessler is here, and the Mountain Ridge Girls are 6-3 and three so far this year. Oddly enough, they didn't play. Well, they did play on Tuesday with a 58-26 win over Remington, and then they were going to play last night in the, the great holy war of yes. Mount Ridge and Inman, but it did not get played. Give us a little update on what this team has been up to since we've seen you last after the first semester. Well, I think we've made some great strides because in the last three games, we've had three people in double figures, which is good, and uh, it's been different people. So... That's important for our team to not have uh, one score or two scores that they can key on. So I'm really, really pleased with the offensive end. And um, they're starting to understand what I expect out of the defensive, defensive end also. Well, I was just going to say uh, early on, uh, Kate Eichelberger and Courtney Kaufman had carried the load early, but now you've had some other girls. Uh, yeah. Katie Stuckey, I believe, Durst. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember which one. It's, and Elmore, Kenzie Elmore, right. actually scored uh, 10 in a previous game. So Emily Durst, another kid off the bench, has done a really good job. Her percentage in shooting is, is really high. And so we can count on her when she comes in off the bench. When as you look at what's coming up here in the next couple of weeks, you've won three in a row to start 2020, but this Inman game getting postponed last night means that you'll play them on Tuesday night. So a solo Mound Ridge girls game against Inman, and then Coach Unrouse guys will then go play on the 28th of January. You'll play against this Inman team, and then you've got another game next week where a lot of the teams, on whenever it's the boys' tournament week, the girls will just play one game. It turns out you guys will have two with Inman and Gossel coming up next week. Sort right. of a weird week then. And we were really excited to play Inman and see where how much we had improved or how many strides forward we had made um, since we played them the second game of the season. So I believe our kids have grown, um, and we were looking forward to that test. What are some of the things that you've seen in this team here from the beginning of the season where you lost one, won one, lost one, won one, into this three-game streak? What are some of the things that you've seen as this season has gone on develop with this group? Well, I think there's been a lot of growth, and both in the mental part of the game and understanding physically what I'm expecting of them. You know, when you have a new coach, new system, um, it – 
it makes the players tentative. They're not quite sure what they need to do, and we're becoming more of a unit on the court, and the chemistry is good. Well, and as we look ahead to the Haven Invitational, do you guys have a bracket out yet? We don't have a bracket out yet, but there are five teams that have one loss. Wow. We, we will be... You'll be I like mean, a five or a six seed. We, a seven. Seven, okay. Right now we are the seventh seed. That's six goodness. and three. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a strong tournament. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I think we need to be looking at teams that are going to be top-notch if we want to get where we need to be by the end of the season. And if I remember correctly, Haven still has the Faith Paramore girl, who yes. I think has been one of the best players in the entire state. Yes. I know their girls have been very good. Who are some of the other teams in that field? Um, Garden Plain. Okay. And Nickerson. Um, trying to think who else. But it was... It, it is a solid tournament. And um, we had gone, the last, when I was coaching before, we had gone out to Great Bend. The Hilltop. Mm-hmm. And um, there was ob- ob- obviously Central Plains there, but um, some of the other teams weren't as strong. And so I'm glad to be back at Haven. Yeah, and, and to not have to play Emily Ryan. <laughs> no, no, yes. Nobody wants to have to play her. Yeah, they handed Sterling a really tough loss, so... Well, Coach Kessler, congrats on the nice start and three consecutive wins, and you'll be one of the few teams next week that plays two games probably in the entire state. As long as the weather holds. Well, yeah, let's hope <laughs> there so. There we, we go. We can't start thinking far, too far ahead. Well, All right. Coach Kessler, thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Vicky. All right, we can have Coach Vance Unruh yeah, come in Vance here. Vance in. And... He's, he's, he's all fired up, ready to go. We'll have him come in here in just a moment. We'll take a break here on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Continuing this morning on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, now joined by Mound Ridge Boys Coach Vance Unrau, and we didn't have a muffin for you. We tried. I'm, I'm sorry. We tried. Right. Hey, just keep trying. We need to get a muffin sponsor Maybe they'll for the get show. more coachable over there. Well, one thing about Vance, the last time we saw him, he was his kind of chin was dragging a little, his team was 1-5, and, yeah. and since then, the Wildcats have not lost. Well, so they are now 4-5, and five and... Uh, what's been the turnaround here in January? Well, certainly uh, the schedule, the pre-Christmas schedule is really, really tough. Who set tough. that up? Yeah, I wonder. But that's hey, great. You want to you wanna have competitive games, and uh, certainly our pre-Christmas schedule was very, very competitive. Uh, it, what, you know, we were you know, just several points away from being, you know, the turnaround being maybe four and two at Christmas break rather than one and five. But i got to, you know, give a lot of credit to the kids. They've they continued to work through it, um, knowing that we were really close to where we we thought we could be, but uh, not not finishing games the way that I uh, obviously wanted to, and that put us at that one and five uh, record at the break. And uh, coming back, uh, kids are starting to understand a little bit better defensively what we want to do and what we can do, and. Uh, We've got some kids that are starting to adjust to their role a little bit better. And Brady Helms was really kind of playing like the Brady Helms you thought he was going to be this year. Yeah. I think he had 23 the other night. Yeah. Good game on the board. It's a rare night that Brady doesn't go double-double for us. Uh, His work ethic and practice is just, you know, through the roof every day. Uh, He's he's not only a, a, a guy who leads through work ethic, but he's also a guy who encourages a lot of our young guys. You know, what a great role model for the rest of our team because we have some youth and we have some inexperience that are playing and he knows we can't be successful without them so just can't say enough good things about Brady and another kid that 
I noticed is stepping up more and more, and that's Corbin Unruh. I think yeah. he had a twenty-point game the other night. Corbin's Corbin's very very quiet about what he he just goes about his job. But I think not not always uh, did he understand early in the season how much he needed to be a part of our success, where he needed to take some leadership in in doing some things and be more aggressive to the basket, looking more for his shot, taking some uh, chances. You know, your quick guys can take more chances defensively and recover. Uh, so I just encouraged him to, you know, be more anticipating rather than just reactive. Going back to the first semester, you mentioned the really tough schedule and some really tough finishes. A four-point loss to Inman very early on in the year. That was in your little three-game tournament at home. Right. Then there was the loss in double overtime to Little River, a team that I think is extremely talented on the boys' side. Very. Then a two-point loss to Conway Springs in the final game before the first semester. And like yeah. you mentioned, if you just get a couple different yeah. bounces, even in the last two games, this record looks a little <laughs> yeah. different. But it feels like you guys are, are getting yourself into that position to where you're starting to play at the confidence level you wanted to early on. You know, there's nothing like... Uh, having some success on the floor to get your kids confident in what they're doing and everything's starting to make a little bit more sense about what we want to do to be successful. Uh, going on into the uh, Canton-Galva tournament this week, uh, we, we, we like the side of the bracket we're on. We like our draw. Uh, now we just have to go out and prove uh, that we can continue to make that next step to, to continue to win. And your first game in the tournament is win? Yeah, uh, 6 o'clock on, uh, on Tuesday night uh, at Canton. And uh, what a wonderful place to play. The house uh, that Roger built. Oh, it's, it's really, really – it's not quite as big as the, uh, the Marion uh, 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 Gymnasium, but it is, it is a very, very nice, well-built, well-put-together, great atmosphere. Going back to last night, you guys could have been taking on the Inman Teutons, yeah. but we'll just blame it on the Mound Ridge administration for, for, <laughs> oh, for postponing no, the game. No, let's don't do that. Um, it, we found another date we could play, so we'll play the girls on one night at our place uh, next Tuesday, actually. And uh, then we'll play the boys the next uh, the next Tuesday on the 28th. I'm glad you don't give out my phone number on days like yesterday whenever you don't know if there's going to be school and then a two-hour yeah. delay yeah, and then no really. school and no games. I, I just blame it on the Mound Ridge administration. <laughs> well, Come on. Well... I'd like to, you know, I'd like to say that, uh, you know, we're in control of a lot of things, but we're not in control of the weather. No, and it feels like the last two or three Friday nights we have not had very well, good weather. Well, I think we're just really fortunate that we weren't even scheduled to play the Friday before. Right, right. You so and Smokey both. I, didn't I play. felt pretty good about, you know, that I didn't have any stress that day because <laughs> I knew we weren't going to play. Yeah, just wait another week and then it, then it'll come back at you. So a busy week coming up at the Cat Galva tournament. Like you mentioned, 6 o'clock on Tuesday night. Then if you win that or or if you lose that, you'll play on Thursday either against Wichita Classical or against Wichita Life Prep. Right. And then the other teams on the other side of the bracket, Sedgwick, Kenton Galva, the Wichita Warriors, who, if I remember correct, you played in the finals last year. Yeah, they're really, really uh, – you know, they always find somebody that's uh, – uh, one of the dads or something that knows something about the game, and uh, they usually have some pretty good coaching. So uh, – uh, they're they're always highly competitive, and you, you never really know what what kind of team they're going to have, but obviously experiencing success again this year. Well, Vance, finish up your breakfast out there, yeah. and we're going to get you a muffin before the year. Hey, I'm going to go to a real game today. I'm going to my grandson's game in Derby. And there you go. you got to love go. first-grade basketball. There you go. Hey, nothing better. That was Mountain Ridge Boys coach Vance Unround. We will take another break here on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.
We're back on this morning's High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galvo. We're now joined by the Smoky Valley Viking coaches as we'll start off with girls coach Larry Vanderwig. His team is 3-4 and four so far this season. They have opened up 2020 with a 44-40 win over Hoisington on the 7th. They then didn't play earlier in the week, last week, and then they were able to, or on the Friday last week, and then they played Heston on Tuesday night, lost 53-33. They were supposed to have played last night on the road at Hoisington, but that game was postponed. Now the Heston teams will go over to Hoisington tonight. But Coach Vanderwig, it seems like you've been very impressed with your team so far this year. You're three and four, and there are a couple of games too in there that on, on the lot on the losing side, you wish you could have had back the Abilene game very early on in the year, first matchup with Heston. But this team, I think, has taken some big strides to start this year. Yeah, we're we're coming along and and making some improvement, and uh, and we've had a I think a fairly tough strength of schedule early on, and then playing you know, a couple teams multiple times. I know our game got um, iced out last night. Uh, otherwise, we'd have played both Heston and Hoisington twice in, in our early season here. So, uh, but we have, we have a tough schedule, so that does make it difficult for us. And, and, and sometimes it makes it tough to see are we making improvement. But I think looking at film and, and watching them, we are. Uh, I told our girls uh, Tuesday night after the loss to Heston, I really felt like we played better in a 20-point loss to Heston this week than we did a couple weeks ago when we lost by six at home. Just and it and it's just some, you know, some things defensively that we did better. We took care of the ball better with, uh, you know, some fewer turnovers. We just didn't shoot well in the second half and didn't rebound well at all throughout the game. So, yeah. but but hopefully we'll make improvements there. Yeah, and that was another thing I was going to ask. In the CKL, you play a lot of these teams twice, and you bounce back and turn around quickly, and was going to ask what some of the differences were in that game, but who are some of the girls that have stepped up for you guys so far this year? Well, uh, Carrington Haxon and Brianna Pretty are leading scorers. They're both about nine points a game. Uh, uh, Bree Pretty is about uh, uh, six or seven rebounds a game. Ellie Brumbaugh is a junior at uh, at seven points a game, and she didn't have a good game at all Tuesday night. Got into some early foul trouble, and uh, and actually didn't score for us. But but in general, she's uh, um, those three have been our our point producers. Uh, uh, and and playing fairly well for us. Well, it seems like to me at least this year that your points have gone up. I don't I don't have the exact stats, but last year there were a lot of games where your team hovered around in the mid-20s, sometimes early 30s. This year that number's a whole lot higher. You're in that mid-40s, mid to upper 40s almost every single night. What has been the difference offensively for your team this year? You know, I, I think just a better ability to put the ball in the hole, uh, the way the girls are playing, and uh, and having a better inside-outside mix. Uh, last year we struggled um, – uh, scoring in the paint and uh, Brianna Pretty uh, as a as a five ten forward she's she's uh, really come along uh, just as a sophomore at scoring the ball she's almost averaging you know coming close to averaging a double double uh, and that's made a big difference of having a better threat inside and outside. Well, a big week is coming up for the Smoky Valley girls as they will be on the road at the Sterling Invitational. First matchup is against Hugoton on Tuesday. That'll be at 4.30 in the afternoon over at Sterling High School. Then 
Depending on what happens there, you either play a very good 6-0 Sterling team or a 1-7 Kingman team in the second game on Thursday. And then after that, there's some very good teams on the other side. Lions as well as Southeast of Saline. You have Russell. You have Hutch Trinity as well. I don't think... Yeah, you guys already played Southeast of Saline. I was thinking they were on the schedule. But what are your first impressions of the Sterling tournament before you get over there this week? Well, it's interesting. There were, I think, four of us that were 3-3 uh, three and three when you know a week ago when we needed to turn in our... Um, where we were at for the you know for the season uh and so i'm not sure how they determined that i don't know if it's a coin flip or what um and we came up on a lower end of that of the three and three teams uh so we're on the top side of the bracket uh, you know if we can get you know get by tuesday then we end up like you said probably playing a a buzzsaw in sterling but but it looks like you know i would i would say it's going to be a very competitive uh tournament uh, a lot of good teams uh and, and we're right there in the mix. So any, anything's possible. I uh, just have to hopefully get by the first one. Hugoton was, I think, I haven't had a chance to watch them on film yet, but I think they'll be they'll be tough. They, they've played some tough competition down there in southwest Kansas, and we've got our hands full. Do you like the Tuesday, Thursday, Friday setup for tournaments? Because it feels like the midweek or the midseason tournaments, everybody does it a little different, whether it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Do you like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday in terms of your time to prepare? I think probably so. Uh, you know, uh, Doug will come in here in a minute, and, and his game's on Monday, and so he really doesn't have much of a chance to, to prepare for, for the Monday game, you know, especially uh, – And then if they lose, I think they play on Tuesday. They, they could, yeah. So, you know, you're going to play – Three games in a short amount of time, no matter how you stack it. So I, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is probably as good as we can do. And, and you, you, everybody's in the same boat in some form or fashion. And you just have to deal with it and, and move on. A busy week coming up for the Viking girls over at Sterling. They are 3-4. and four. Coach Vanderwig, best of luck this week. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Larry. Well, we'll send in Coach Doug Schneider here in just a moment. They are 2-5 and five so far this year. And... Like we mentioned, Smoky Valley did not play last night. They were supposed to have played at Hoisington. That game got postponed. The Vikings did play, though, on Tuesday night. They were on the road at Heston. And like we talked about with Coach Vanderwig, a 20-point loss, 53-33. The boys ended up losing on Tuesday night, 55-43. to And then, of course, getting postponed last night. Now they get ready for the Sterling Invitational this week. Coach Schneider, it's been a while since we've seen you. Two losses to begin 2020, but what have you seen from this team after the new year so far? I didn't have anything negative to say about you, and you started out <laughs> Well, you look good. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, now, I know you're lying. now I know you're lying. Um, you know, two tough games to start out after Christmas. We played Hoisington. They've got a, one loss on the year, and then we turn around and play a – a Heston team that we've already played once. And, you know, our kids competed extremely well in both games. The Hoisington game, we, we got out to a great start. I think we were up to 10-4 early. Uh, we just weren't able to hold on down the stretch. And Tuesday against Heston, it was similar. I mean, we got off to a nice start, felt like we played pretty well. Uh, four and a half minutes left in the game. The score's 43-42. to We're down one. The problem is we get outscored 12-1 to to finish the game. Um, Effort-wise and intensity-wise, we were – we were good. I thought we played a, a really good game in that regard. Um, Cade Schneider had 17 that night, hit five threes. Um, Trey Kennedy chipped in 10. He had three threes. Problem was, we were eight for 17 from the three-point line. We were five for 21 from two, and we were nine for 22 from the free-throw line. Mm -hmm. So you lose a game like that where, yes, it's a 12-point loss, but you know you change some of those interior pieces, and you 
you hit maybe shoot 40% from the two point line and 60 or 65% from the free throw line, you might be ahead with three minutes left to play in the game and not have to do some of the things you had to try to do late. And you give yourselves a chance against what I believe to be a very, very good uh, Heston team. I think they defend extremely well. I think they compete just like they always do. But again, our, our early part of the schedule, when you figure in Abilene, you figure in a, a Southeast team that has been really, really good and beaten two top, ten, two, two top 10 teams so far, then you sprinkle in Hoisington once, you sprinkle in Heston twice. I think I was figuring up the other day the, the combined record of the five teams that we've lost to is somewhere around 27 and 6. So we've lost to some very, very good teams. The problem is we just haven't been able to finish games out to get it done. In terms of the CKL this year, I know that the last couple of years it's been really, really good at the top and has been very difficult altogether. How has the CKL stacked up, you know, team by team this year? Probably better, I think. Okay. Um, you know, you've got Hillsborough again, who, who tends to play pretty up and down, but their schedule is kind of the same way. I know, you know, they played uh, Mound Ridge earlier in the year, and they've played uh, a good Inman team and, and teams like that. Uh, Pratt is struggling right now. They're they're probably having the most difficult year I've seen them have in a while. But Lions is a one loss team who's knocked off Larned already, who was state ranked. Larned's lost two games now, but they're a returning state tournament player from last year, um, and they they were ranked top five there a majority of our season. Uh, you've got of course Heston playing extremely well. Uh, Hoisington has everybody back from last year. They just got the Nicholson kid back, uh, who's a six-five player who's phenomenal for them. So, you know, there's so many teams in our league. Nickerson, I think, is relatively solid. So every single night you go out, you're going to have to play your best game to be able to play in the CKL again. And, you know, we've already gotten that one loss out of the way here against Heston, and we have to turn around. You know, we were going to turn around last night and play Hoisington again. Um, and now we switch to a, a Sterling Invitational Tournament where we play a Sterling team that I think is – playing pretty well, and, and if we do beat them, uh, on the backside of that is Lions, who's playing really, really well, and then you got a Hugoton team right now, I think that's ranked number two in the state, so uh, the tasks don't necessarily get any easier, but we've always felt like those things are the things that prepare us as well as we can be prepared later in the season. Yeah, it's kind of a weird Sterling boys tournament because they are playing those first round, or at least a couple of the first round games on Monday, so you guys will play Sterling on Monday night. If you win... You get three days off, and you get plenty of time to prepare for either Lions or Russell. If you lose, you don't even get 24 hours off, as you would then turn around and play on Tuesday. And I asked Coach Vanderwig, I said, well, do you like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday? Do you like the Monday, Thursday, Friday formats? Do you like this format and the way it's set up day-wise? Uh, you know, like and don't like, it's it's what it is, and it's what you do. And you just kind of convince your kids that this is what we want. And, I, you know, ultimately our goal in any tournament, uh, you know, obviously our goal in any tournament is to win. If we're not going to win, we'd like to leave that tournament with two wins, if at all possible. And that's our that's always our goal. Um, you know, obviously we want to win that first round game, and we feel like we could give Sterling a test. You know, we feel like we've played teams that are going to have us really prepared to play uh, a team like Sterling, but they, they may come out and do really well. But having that time off again to catch back up and get ready for Thursday. But, you know, then if you win or lose on Thursday, you have to turn right back around on Friday again and play. But, you know, that's the nature of a, a midseason tournament and, you know, the, the beast there and what you do. And it's also a way to prep your kids to be ready for substate because you may end up with the same thing. You know, last year we knocked off Phillipsburg on a Friday night and we had to turn around and play TMP on a Saturday. And if you remember, that was that Saturday that was snowy and icy. They had stuff coming in. And so all the games were bumped to four in the afternoon. So 
we turn around and get home at midnight and have to prep for a four in the afternoon game, even though we're playing in the championship. So, um, you know, you always have to be ready to adjust on the fly and figure things out. And I think that's what you teach your kids is, you know, how to make those decisions and how to do those things. You know, we, we didn't get a play yet Friday. We didn't get practice yesterday. We won't get practice today. We may see a walkthrough on Monday, you know, and so we'll just have to be ready to go Monday night and get after it. Well, Coach Schneider, I promise we're going to talk about wins next week. Hopefully you pick up three wins next week and we can come in and I say, <laughs> hey, you won the Sterling Invitational, and then you can be happier. Well, I'm, I'm always happy. It's always great to see you guys. You well, know? It's we been a while. Be you know, like fantastic you. seeing you guys and fantastic seeing all these coaches out here and having a chance to you know get, get kind of all those uh, feelings out from your week and enjoy the experiences with these guys. But I'm glad you guys do this. I hope uh, the, the listeners uh, enjoy being able to hear us say a few things in the mornings. But, you know, the, the thing that people have to remember is we have good kids. We have great players. We have kids that want to be there. And, and, you know, we enjoy what we do as coaches. That's why we're there. We like working with them. And so we appreciate what you guys do for us. Well, thanks, Coach Schneider. And go finish off some breakfast there, and we'll send in. Send the Coach Fields in, it looks like. Yeah, we have the Elyria Christian coaches still out there as we will be rounding out our high school coaches show this morning presented by the 56 family restaurant in Galva. The McPherson teams last night were on the road at El Dorado bullpup girls won 52 to 22. The boys won 67 to 43. The girls game did end up going into a running clock, but the boys were at 29. So did not. The only other teams that were in action last night were the Heston Swathers as the boys won 53, 24 and the girls lost 48 37. Here to our final Illyria corner and our first one here of 2020. We're joined by Greg Fields, the Illyria girls coach. His team is off to a 4-5 and five start. It feels like you guys have played more games than almost anybody else here at this point. But a nice start for your girls team. You're starting to score some points now. In 2020, the points totals have been a little bit lower in the game on Tuesday with a 22-20 win over Wakefield. But it feels like your team is still making a lot of progress every week. Yeah, they're definitely making progress. Uh, right now, so far in 2020, we're under defeated on Friday nights, so that's that's been excellent. Uh, we'll get those Tuesday games <laughs> off the schedule. As long as we're just playing on Tuesdays. Um, no, we're uh, Tuesday night was rough uh, offensively, and I, it seems like it's always a challenge to score up in Wakefield. I'm, I'm not sure why if it's the long drive up there, but we were really similar teams, uh, defensive-minded teams, and, and they played. They were a 5-2 team when we went in there, and, and, uh, and I kind of saw why. They played really tough defense, and and then we just, I think they got our girls kind of out of sync. So even when we had some wide open layups, we just didn't connect. And so it was rough. I think we were down by nine uh, to start the fourth quarter. Uh, and so, you know, when we ended up with 22 points, you know, we hadn't been scoring very much. So um, neat thing about that game, Alexis Swenson came in. She's a freshman. Uh, she hadn't played hadn't played much. She'd played some during the game, hadn't shot a, a single shot. We ran a play for her. Uh, sometime in the last two minutes of the game on an inbounds play to get a, a three. And she just she had her foot on the line, but uh, she connected with that, uh, nailed that, that long shot, to, and that actually tied it at 20. Uh, so it was neat to see a freshman do that. And another freshman, Ryland Hawkinson, actually led the team in scoring with eight points. She had a huge fourth quarter. Uh, most of her points came in the fourth quarter. So it was neat to see some freshmen step up in that game. Um, and then Olivia Peters, one of our sophomore, had eight steals. So just outstanding. She has 45 steals on the season My so goodness. far. Wow. She is just an unbelievable uh, defensive player. So um, it's been fun. It's definite improvement. All we're looking for from the girls is to see some improvement from week to week. And we kind of looked uh, where we were at this time last year. We were 0-9. 
uh, instead of four and five. And these are these are a lot of the same girls. Uh, well, I so. say you mentioned freshman, freshman, sophomore. Yeah. This is a team that is really building for the future, but you're getting some wins in the meantime. So uh, the the shot girl, what has happened to her? She, uh, Connie shot. She was a really good player early in the year. She got hurt. What's her status? Yep. So she uh, was our leading scorer after the first four games. Uh, first minute into the fifth game of the season, she tore ACL. Okay. So she's had surgery. She's out for the year. Okay. Uh, started the recovery process, and uh, she's ready to come back. Uh, I, she's going to work she hard. She gave you a I different know. element with her she speed. She definitely did. She's unbelievably fast. Uh, and so, and and offensively, you know, just open things up for us. People had a hard time defending her. So, uh, no, she'll she'll come back strong, and she's motivated to work hard, and, and it'll be great to have her back for her senior year next year. Now, the one group of games that I don't have a paper in front of me and trying to figure out schedules for next week are the Illyria Eagles. I'm trying to figure out what you guys have going on next week, so sometimes I ask coaches questions and say, what do you have coming up this week? And I know the answer, but I do not really know the answer. Know, yeah. What do you have coming up this we week? We don't know either. It depends on what the weather does. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a challenge this year. So what's on plan is the center tournament, and so we play Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. It's an eight-team tournament. Uh the boys, they're they're the one seed in that tournament. They're going to play Marion uh, to start that that tournament on Tuesday night, and then the girls will turn around, and we will we're the four seed, uh, so we'll play the fifth seed, uh, which will be center, um, and so then we'll go from there. We've got Rural Vista on the girl side on that on that side, and and, and you were supposed to play so them yesterday. We were supposed to play them yesterday, and so. Uh, you know, hopefully, maybe we'll get a chance to play them in, the, in this Marion tournament. And they're out. The girls are outstanding, undefeated. They're fourth in the state. Um, so I've been watching some film on them. So that's going to be the the biggest challenge in that tournament. Well, it'd be kind of nice to get back into the rhythm of playing. You know, at least a couple times a week. This has been a very choppy yeah. schedule this year. We've had uh, two or three postponements, and it'd just be nice to kind of get into the routine where you kind of know what you're going to do. Yep, that would be nice to play more than one game a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach Fields, congrats on the nice start, and, and we'll figure out your schedule next week, and then we'll all be good to go. Sounds good. We'll we'll keep you posted. We'll, we'll let Roger get in here too. Yeah, so we'll, I know. Well, I don't want to take get up Roger all this time. in here. <laughs> is Coach Goodrich not in the house today? He's not here tonight. Well, he's nope. probably getting ready for the Tabor College Blue Jays to take is. on the Mac College Bulldogs <laughs> later on today. <laughs> that's right. He probably is. He's got a full plate. So yes, he does. All Hopefully, right. a full plate of food. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Hey, thank you guys. Thanks, Greg. Well, we'll send in the dog father, the father of dog ball, Roger Trimble, for a Little River update. Get a Little River update here. The Redskins have been rolling lately. Um, I, let's see, what are you, Roger? Like seven and six and two or seven? Se- seven and two. Right? Seven, seven and, and two. two. Yeah. And they were supposed to play center yesterday, but of course that was postponed. Our second cancellation. Uh, with we got a makeup with Elyria coming up as well, so. Uh, uh, seem to get these Fridays off. What's tournament week looking like for you guys? We're down at Burton okay. uh, for the tournament. And and it's it'll be a good tournament. Berean Academy is the top seed down there. Teutons uh, are there. Uh, yeah, Teutons who are the fourth seed. And, wow. And we know they have a good team. And we're the third seed. Gossel's the second seed. Uh, it looks like that you guys will play Pretty Prairie on Monday. Pretty Prairie uh, on Tuesday. All right, on Tuesday then. Yeah. All these schedules and, and too many weird days. Yeah. That's why I like college basketball a lot because you know it's on Wednesday and Saturday pretty much. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, But, yeah, we'll have uh, Prairie Prairie Bulldogs on Tuesday uh, and, for our first round. And I know it's the last game for Little River. You know, Jaden Garrison gets so much of the attention, but you're starting to get some other guys. You know what? I mean, 
Jaden's a good but Rolfs, uh, Trey Rolfs is playing well. Lafferty's playing well. You're getting contributions from some other guys. And now. we are. Trey Rolfs really stepped up and had a good game uh, for us uh, the last the last game that we played. I think he had 15, yeah. Uh, he did. And, you know, we're starting two freshmen as well, uh, Braxton Lafferty and, and Ryland Conan, uh, who are doing a good job as freshmen uh, on it. So we're starting to get a little little more balance, and, and we know what we get with Jaden as well. Uh, on it. Well, he gives you a puncher's chance in every game because he sees double teams, triple teams, boxing ones, triangle and twos, and but you know all about those, so you've seen enough to know how to dissect those. <laughs> We're getting an assortment of uh, <laughs> defenses that we get to see uh, on it, and you know and. We're down to – we have 13 guys, as Coach Morrow calls it, our baker's dozen. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before. That, that we have uh, on it. So, anyway, it's it's enjoyable. I'm enjoying my time over there at Little River, and, and uh, we're having some success, and that, that always helps uh, too. Makes that handshake when you go through the line a little easier. We hold it just a little bit longer. <laughs> now, did Steve tell you when we were going over to Kansas City for the Bullpups to take on Piper, we, we drove on I-70 – and we drove past Wamigo. Is the sign still up? Sign that says home, home of Roger Trimmel, and it, it, it was there. But we all know that all roads lead through Wamigo, as always. They do. Well, that that sign was up, and then evidently they were using it for target practice. Said <laughs> yeah. so, so we'll shoot some paintballs at that. Who's this Trimmel guy? They had to take it down. Well, Coach Trimmel, good to have you here this morning. You bet. The Welch's grape juice was a good. You guys are stepping up your game. We are stepping up. Well, we're, we're glad the 56 Family Restaurant's stepping up the game. And they, they do, and they do a great job. For they us. do a great job and takes care of my lunch as well. There you, <laughs> there you go. Well, Steve, we can wrap up our high school coaches show this morning. Good to get back in the swing of things. And a really, really busy week oh, next man. week with all it the is. tournaments. Tournament week. There's nothing like tournament week. Well, I know where to send the people to be ready to get all their tournament coverage. And that is MidKansasOnline.com. That's right. We'll have a story on every game. Of the McPherson Invitational and the Mid-American Classic the following week. We wrap up our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening here on 96.7 FM KBBE. The High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Lens Ford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.